Wow, what a wonderful month off from the podcast we had. I just can't wait to jump right back into Zero Credits for the first time since September beep number date. And welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name, as always, is Henry. And my name, as is custom, is John. And together are Henry and As Custom John, coming at you to discuss the cultural happenings of that their zeitgeist, in order to fatten up them vegan turkeys. That's right, tofurkey is the meat of the season. That's not a meat, it's the meat substitute of the season. Of the season substitute. Now, Henry, I, I hope that you enjoyed your uh, your traditional annual month off i personally spent it uh looking at a calendar and then i blinked and a month had passed i booked myself this exclusive hotel room that was wall to wall just the calendar and i blinked and it was time for me to leave and i i owed thousands of dollars to room service Oh, that is nice. I really like yeah. when you can really afford to splurge on a month off. I could not. I am still working that debt off. The debt off. I'm still working that debt off. I'm washing pillowcases every night down at the La Quinta. Oh, man. The La Quinta does not pay well, so that is going to take a long time. The La Quinta famously does not pay well and has exorbitantly expensive rooms. And I don't think exorbitantly, 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 absorbent. They have absorbently expensive rooms. And I don't think the average guest realizes you're supposed to tip your pillowcase washer. Mm -hmm. So I'm not (laughs) getting the tips. I'm barely getting the money. I'm going to be in debt to the La Quinta for a la while. You know the La Quinta is the it's uh, it's uh, it's the the minds of old are the La Quinta of modernity, as they say. You're going to spend all your La Quinta dollars at the company store, of course. Uh, they're going to ruin your local economy. La Quinta is just like a coal mine, and just as that old famous time old saying says. La Quinta is Spanish for high-speed internet. (laughs) La Quinta is Spanish for high-speed internet. And I'm Austin Laser Dentist Helen Ragsdale. What are we saying? Uh, 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 Honestly, for a very long time, I want to say, I don't know, somewhere, somewhere in the late 90s, early 2000s, La Quinta started running an ad campaign where the, the entirety of the ad campaign was La Quinta is Spanish for high-speed internet. Uh, and it was because they like at, were one of the first hotels to spring for like the next tier of internet Wi-Fi for all the rooms. Oh. And I, just, I always found it very funny because it's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's stupid. It's offensive. It reeks of early 2000s marketing. Yeah, no, this was, um, I I make a point of reading billboards when I'm in the car, usually aloud sometimes to myself, but just to keep, keep up with like, what is 
acceptable to put out there? Like, where where is the market at in terms of the zeitgeist? You know, it's kind of like the Super Bowl finger pulse, the Super Bowl commercial finger pulse read, but like on a, a local level. And uh, La Quinta is Spanish for high speed internet. Definitely is like endemic of where we were at that point. Because it's like not super respectful to the the language of Spanish. Uh-huh. And not very respectful to English readers, because there's no way anyone reading that would think it's true and it's not yeah. funny. So it's, what are we doing? It's marketing here? it's it's marketing of twenty years ago, which is tacitly saying that you are stupid and the people we're talking about are stupid. Yeah, I sometimes wish there was like a Wikipedia for ads specifically, like, because we're all exposed to this and it would be really neat to like go through the chronicles of how did they, how, how did the market at large think it was okay to talk to us and market to us? Because it drastically shifts from like year to year. I mean, it's pretty crazy to think that like, honestly, and it depends on if you want to call it this, but there need to be like huge museums of advertising because probably at this point, advertising has eclipsed almost all other forms of like public artistic expression or at least distributed artistic expression. You know, people express themselves artistically hundreds of different ways every day. Yeah. But, like, not a lot of people are getting things published or put up on billboards. So, like, most of the art we see is advertisements. Yeah. No, if an alien race were to come to Earth, let's say all humans are dead. Of course. Alien alien archaeologists have to come to Earth and piece together our society from what we've left behind. They would They would absolutely say, like, these people admired language to the point where everywhere you look there are plasters and 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 tomes and great monumental texts you know stories high of these these words they thought out so carefully to be so reverently placed in the middle of their biggest city and it's like a cokehead <laughs> yeah it's uh it's fascinating yeah. I'm a, they, they worshipped cans of of red red cans that said Coca-Cola. These billboards of white men in suits must have been their kings. Yeah. They worshipped the slates with these pictures they, they of old white men on them. The king of Texas was this Thomas J. Henry. <laughs> Yeah, they're just going down I-10, and all of the lawyers is a new god for the pantheon of Earth. <laughs> they're like, they they, they worshipped two thing, two men, two great men, Thomas J. Henry and Budlight. <laughs> Budlight was there. How you say ambrosia. (laughs) (laughs) They they drank themselves to contentment on boot light under the the harsh boot of Thomas J. Henry. (laughs) (laughs) The working class would sip from the nectar of the gods, boot light, (laughs) in secret hiding away the bottles from that evil man, Thomas J. Henry. And it... 
honestly, it makes so much sense they would worship him. He promised them if they were in an accident in a wreck, he would make things right for them. A kind king, Thomas J. Henry. (laughs) Benevolent in his judgment. God bless those aliens. Yeah. But yes. uh, Well, enough bullshit. (laughs) Right. No, we're good. But we both had the same inclination there. Uh, Yeah, so our time, our our month-long hiatus is over. We're getting really prepared. Uh, We're interviewing a really cool band coming up. I hope they're still game. I know their album just dropped last week. Uh, Yeah, Mm -hmm. we're going to be interviewing... Uh, Flying Raccoons, although I'm I'm checking my email, it seems like we already interviewed them, which is odd. Oh, that's weird. But I mean, that's also just kind of one of those, like, late in the year things that happens, you know? Like, yeah, I'm bummed to not remember interviewing them, but those things just kind of happen. It's like deja vu. Right. It's exactly like deja vu. Uh, so cool. Uh, I guess I'll check that out. I'll check that episode out, see if it's any good, since I don't remember it either. But hopefully you guys enjoyed it. That's really cool. Their, their album dropped last Friday. Uh, so check out Moonflower on Spotify and other places. I just wanted to, I guess I'll just plug them. Uh, Flying Raccoon Suit, Moonflower, Bad Time Records, Buzzwords. Buzzwords and Words of Fact. It's a great album. And I'm just glad that in the intervening month, nothing major happened news-wise. That is correct. Seems like everything has sort of just picked up where it's left off. Um, You know, some say there's a new Speaker of the House, and some say that he and his son monitor each other's porn intakes through a third-party computer malware thing called like the conscientious eye that's kind of cool uh but that's not new that's been happening forever yeah we have a um extreme far-right uh christian fundamental conspiracy theorist speaker of that that's normal that's been going on right forever a young uh, earth nothing- guy he, he believes Younger the earth is 6,000 years old. Of course, very normal, smart guy. Yeah, nothing else has really been happening in the news. Of course, ceasefire now. Um, yeah, ceasefire would be great. Yeah, ceasefire now, of course, whatever you have to call it. I think it's silly to split hairs over what we call a ceasefire. Anyway. Right, uh, right. As oh. long as it fundamentally puts a halt to violence for good. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, I think another thing that's been happening forever that's not new that we maybe need to talk about, Henry, is. Are you ready for this? Is it how for $16.99 a month, Covenant Eyes will watch all your electronic devices to make sure you don't access any pornography? pornography and if you do it lets your 17 year old teenage son jack know that you've looked at said (laughs) pornography is that what you're about to tell me hold on my thing can wait let's go back to this (laughs) uh what also i i get the here's the thing about language it has to be sequential our eyes have to move over characters individually I do have to say that the nature 
of if you do look at porn, it lets your 17-year-old son, Jack, know is maybe yeah. one of the greatest redirects <laughs> in the final word of a sentence that I've ever had. Well, I came up. That was my paraphrase. So thank you for that. <laughs> Uh, in- incredible redirect there at the end. Real M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> twist. Yeah. Uh, so, to break this story down in a coherent way, the current house speaker, his name is Mike Johnson, and a video resurfacing from last year alleges that he and his son are uh, accountability partners for each other through a third-party company called Covenant Eyes. Mm. And for a mere almost $17 a month, an app gets downloaded on all of your devices, and they continuously scan your devices for accessing illicit sites, pornographic material, what have you. And when you do do that, or if, I guess, uh, but when you do do that, it lets your accountability partner know that you've done it so they can confront you. Um, I'm trying to figure out, this is like, the ways in which this is gross is like a three-dimensional object, or like a four-dimensional object in my mind. Because like... The concept of it is gross. Also, it's certainly malware. (laughs) Uh, Almost certainly. Uh, The concept of it is gross. But I don't know if it's more gross that a father would be pinging his son when he watches porn or a father would want to be pinged when his son watches porn. Now, from a Both certain, of this yeah. is, it revolves around the father, I think, right. is the one I'm taking issue with here. Well, also the fact that his son is underage. So if you get a ping from your underage son that they are accessing illicit material, is that not a form of child pornography? <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> it is, that's the creepiest thing I've maybe ever heard. Yeah. Also, um, like, not to get into the not to get into the details of how the app works, but I'm just curious, like, how it knows, you know? Like if it's just like this person okay. openpornhub.com, yeah. then that, you know, barely an engineering feat. So, but if it can tell when someone's on like a Tumblr page or something, that might be more impressive. Right. Uh, So uh, Mike Johnson actually did a breakdown in this video of how it works, and I'll just go ahead and read his words here. Uh, What it does real simply is it has an algorithm and a software. It's way above my head how it works, but it scans. You obviously opt into it, but it scans all the activity on your phone or your devices, your laptop, what have you. We do all of it. Then it sends a report to your accountability partner. My accountability partner right now is Jack, my son. He's 17. So he and I get a report about all the things that are on all of our phones, all of our devices, once a week. If anything objectable comes up, your accountability partner gets an immediate notice. I'm proud to tell you, my son has got a clean slate. 
<laughs> Me, however, oh boy, he's getting pinged every day. <laughs> in the background of the video, this is not true. This is me making a joke. In the background of that video, this is just his son, and the phone is constantly pinging. Just <laughs> ding, ding, ding. It's just ding. a phone on a table next to his son going. Mm, mm. He's in the interview. How is this happening? His yeah, hands no. are just furiously searching for things under the frame. No, no, no. Look, this I'm just giving examples. It's just tab after tab of like, <laughs> you know, the filthiest things you could possibly yeah. even think of. I'm not gonna name any. I think the human imagination is better. I I also love the um the classic dumb guy way of explaining things where he's like, let me explain how it works there. It uses an algorithm or it just knows anyway, it's way <laughs> above my head. Thank you for not explaining how so it actually works. The funny thing is what he's, what is he's describing is terrifying from the point of view of he is now one of the most important politicians in our government. All of his openly the- <laughs> admitting to having spyware on his phone. Right. All of his devices are constantly scanned, and he is, like, in charge and responsible for some of the most high-level communications of our entire government. Listen, man, I'm not the biggest Hillary Clinton fan in the world. I think she's like a a mega-hawk who kind of wants to hurt a lot of people. Uh, maybe for political power. And I think the Clinton email thing was almost completely overblown because a lot of the things that happen, the highest level of government are just old people don't know how to use computers. Right. But this shit is the Speaker of the House openly admitting to having not even just spyware. It's not like he has something that uh, secretly logs all his keystrokes and looks at all of his internet activity. No, it's something that facially scans all of his activity and sends a report to a third party. Yeah. yeah. Somebody on the other end of Covenant Eyes has access to all of this data. Like... <laughs> How is this not a bigger deal than the Clinton thing? I feel like this is a huge fucking deal to outright tell on yourself that you're signed up for a $17 a month spyware service. <laughs> Listen, it's I I, I kind of get where Bill and Hillary were coming from because they're like, we had an email server installed in our home because they probably got talked up by an IT professional when they were installing their infrastructure or whatever. But also, to, for someone to literally say, I am the proud subscriber to a malicious spyware service, and I am the Speaker of the House, and that's fine. Yeah. Ludicrous. Also, the fact that he's so proud about... It just seems like I'm seeing the $16.99 price points, like, at least three times in this article so it seems like he's proud of how cheap it is but that's more expensive than like a netflix account and you're not getting anything for it yeah it's a um 
It's an order of magnitude more expensive than some pornography subscriptions. I can't wait for this to the uh, for the day where it's like for just the price of one month of a spyware service that lets your son know when you jack off, you too can make a difference. Donate today. <laughs> Donate to it's it's pretty ridiculous. I gotta say though, uh, either the people behind this covenant eyes thing are like evangelical ghouls or they're geniuses who are charging people $17 a month to just like see if they're going to Pornhub or not. Because I can almost guarantee you like the people that they're scanning for like pornography from aren't like savvy. They're probably going to the same, like, I don't know, hundred places. So if you right. just like put in a list of root URLs and do a regex expression, you can be like, oh yeah, he went to this website. Report. Report. Yeah. So they might be geniuses, they might be ghouls. Who knows? I'm just I a, bet I, I could beat that thing though. You probably could. But I bet I could I bet I could figure porn websites it wouldn't pick up. You ever, yeah. go, you ever went to Google.com? Google without the other O? <laughs> Holy shit. This dude just blew the internet wide open. Let me just say, I'm feeling lucky. <laughs> what about DuckDuckGo? Can it track me on DuckDuckGo? Oh, Dick Dick Go. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, man. I don't know. Uh, fuck that guy, though. <laughs> Yeah, so that's the guy that they elected Speaker of the House, just to let everybody know that happened, and it's real. Let's back it up. And it can hurt us. What's up? Remember how I like to get mad about things on this podcast? What? John, you get mad Remember, at things on this podcast? No! I called this shit in the bingo card. No oh, brand- shit. In the bingo card, I was talking about the House Freedom Caucus. The House Freedom Caucus was a coalition of GOP liches uh, who did not want... What was his name? McCarthy? MacArthur? Yeah, yeah, McCarty. McCarty, McCartney, Paul McCartney Wings. Paul McCartney uh, Wings was his name. Band on the run. Uh, And they... (laughs) They were the primary oppositional force to him being declared Speaker of the House. And at that point, I said, this is actually pretty fucking bad. Because there is a trenchant group of far-right conspiracy theorists who are dictating the behavior of the GOP. And there was a belief for a while that post-Trump, the GOP could actually, using the power of their massive political project they've built over decades and decades, kind of cow these like QAnon nutbags by being like, okay, cool. You've had your fun. The girls have had their fun. Now it's boys time. <laughs> Whatever that weird meme was. Yeah, but like, we, we, we do have this massive amount of power that we can deploy against you and you have to fall in line to us. Guess what? No, the GOP is now having to fall in line to the conspiracy theorists and the new speaker of the house is a perfect example of that. And there was this period of time when they couldn't get McCartney or whatever 
the speakership, and all these goddamn liberals all over social media were making all these cute little memes like, oh, how's it feel to not have a speaker? Oh, you totally unable to see the forest for the trees, taking every tiny, minuscule victory as an opportunity to be exceptionally smug. And it's like, yeah, you were cheering for a thing to happen that actually is maybe the clarion call of the birth of a new far-right GOP that is so much worse than anything we've seen before. Yeah, things are gonna get bad. I'm glad you pat yourself on the back because uh, I'm glad you pat yourself on the back because a guy who was bad had his house burned down and then you didn't do anything about the arsonist. There was a guy running around burning houses down. You're like, ha, well, fuck Jerry. His house burned down. Stop the arsonist. Jerry can still suck, but stop the arsonist. No, it's good that his house burned down. He'll never burn my house down. Oh, God, what are those flames? Oh, no. My smug sense of self-satisfaction. Anyway, that's me being mad about that. I'm sure everyone's on the same page, but... Yeah, no, no. Everyone saw this coming, and it feels like nobody saw this coming. That's the way it goes. Uh, we are super smart, but we are super not doing anything about it. Because you know what's more fun than doing things, John? Mm. Making a joke online. That's correct. Oh, yeah. Th- that feels a lot like doing something. Honestly, I feel like the world, the world has proven that only a select few people chosen individuals who work really hard and have connections and some talent can succeed at comedy. And yet everybody on the planet has this smug snide sense of humor online where they make their little quips and their barbs and their jabs and they get in their jokes, but nothing happens for anyone because of that. I unfortunately have like, a whole thing about this. So you know it's stand-up comedy, right? You've heard of it, the concept of stand-up comedy? That's Yeah, I'm aware of what that is. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld perfected it. <laughs> yeah, and, invented uh, by Jerry no Seinfeld in the since. coal mines of 1849. Of course. <laughs> uh, the, the thing about stand-up comedy is that stand-up comedy is in a very unfortunate and impoverished place right now because of drum roll but TikTok. Oh. oh not that but tiktok why do you ask is stand-up comedy currently in a meager and impoverished place because of tiktok because by and large these stand-up videos that get the most views on tiktok oh, are right. heckler teardowns and crowd work no, I, I would love to dive into this further. Yeah. So crowd work and heckler uh, takedowns, they are by and far, by far and large, by large in a way. What is the phrase? Uh, far and away. They are far and away the way to go viral if you are a comedian. Your jokes alone will not do it. People want to see you rip into somebody with your wit. Or they want you yeah. to see like audience interaction and it's in such a bite-sized format that it i feel like it's going to change the the landscape of comics so that that's all they do it already has 
Like, we have gotten to a point where people will have staged hecklers at performances. A lot of the, unless they're like comics who have been around for a while, a lot of people are like staging heckles at their shows. Yes. And And people have reported going to multiple open mics and seeing people workshop the same heckler teardown and the heckler will interject at the exact same time and say the exact same thing. Because of course the, at an open mic, you're not really trying to please an audience. You're trying to perfect material. So if you're trying to perfect a heckler takedown for a TikTok clip, you're practicing. Oh my God. It's material now. That's so, because that's what you would do as a, it's like you're, you're, you're dedicated. It's not trying to take a, a shortcut. Really, it's not really trying to shortcut your way through the process of becoming a comedian. You're doing the work. You're just doing yeah. it with a partner, which is weird. It is weird, but it it also shows that like a heckler teardown has become material as much as any other joke has. Right. Uh, and people will practice certain kinds of crowd work, but because of the existence and the vi- of the and the virality of the heckler teardown video uh this has been pretty widely publicized over twitter but also like i have a lot of very good friends who are stand-ups and they pretty much universally say within the last 2 years heckling has become extremely common especially like right. rehearsed vocal heckling with like like people will start recording you when they start heckling you because they want to go viral want to too. upload a heckler teardown of themselves. Right. Yeah. No, it's so that's the other effect. Like other than like staging it, you're we're empower empowering hecklers to speak out because they want some of that that raw quote unquote unfiltered comedic wit aimed at them. And it's like, well that's not that doesn't help anybody. Because the people who don't do crowd work or, or like heckler takedowns or whatever, it's like they're not benefiting from that. But now you're you're talking in the middle of the show, you're like you're ruining it for everybody. And then now Guess you're for you're well. Oh no, I was just saying it, it's exactly right. Like most comedians aren't takedown artists and don't no. do crowd work. And they're I'm the best comedians of all time are probably pretty shit at those two things. Those are specific skills. Right. And like for the venue too, because the venue, their their most important thing is like everybody have a good time, buy a lot of drinks, come see the comedian. But if there are planted hecklers now, when does the security get activated? You know, like if somebody keeps talking through a set, normally that that'd be like, all right, come on, let's get this guy out of here. But it's like. The comedian shouldn't be in that position. The the security yeah. should already be in motion. Like uh, heckling in comedy shows is extremely common, but like the it, it sounds like from talking to people who do this as a vocation, it has increased like tenfold post TikTok and Instagram reels, just short form video content. Uh, because it's it's just the thing. It's the thing everybody does. Some people are putting like scripted like heckler teardowns crowd work bits in their stand-up sets just so those can go to tiktok it's just like if you put out a new song 
now, you better hope that there's a part of it that you can put on TikTok that's like pretty widely applicable and can be put on a, on a bunch of videos. All of this to say, and I could talk about this forever, I think freedom of expression is very important. I also think one of the greatest disservices technology has done to society is enabled everyone to feel like they can be funny. Yeah. And that's where the that's that's where the cracking jokes rather than actually thinking critically and making informed decisions or direct action comes from is like it is so much more satisfying when you have a platform to make a stupid fucking joke about the speaker of the house than to think about it for two seconds stop trying to be funny and this is coming from someone who if he had his druthers would be funny for a living right no like but i i mean i get what you're saying for real and i agree wholeheartedly i just want to bring up one other straight thought that just popped in my head Yes, I have. As you know, I have zero filter, John. You know, I'm, I got to go there. I'm going to go there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It, I respect him, but it honestly makes me a little afraid of what he's going to say. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, you know, nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. Ha, ha, ha. Anyway. He'll say anything about any protected class. <laughs> We're doing a lot of ramping up for an idea that is just sort of banal, which is really funny to me. Um, no, the idea is just like, oh, the reality has sunk in for them. And the only defense they have is to make a joke for what are they going to do? They are just a plebeian. I mean, it is entirely possible. I, uh, I don't know. I spent how long? 15 years of my life, maybe, uh, extremely into politics. And yeah. Was a, oh man, how did that pay off for you? Not well. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you how my one political science degree is holding up. Uh, I love politics and the law, and I am extremely demoralized by it every day, and I'm not engaging with it on the same level as I used to. I'm just trying to act locally and. Uh, diminish violence where i can oh yeah uh yeah and also for what it's worth i'm not out there doing direct action about the speaker of the house i could i think that i may be better than people because i quote unquote thought critically about it and saw that it was bad but like what are you gonna do i don't know if you caught me on a different day i'd probably make a joke about it if i had a slightly different if i a slightly different perspective on it maybe i wouldn't be in this position Maybe it's good that people can make jokes about things, but it's not fucking changing anything. <laughs> uh, so we need to get out into the street. Famous uh, comedian Mike Birbiglia. Have you heard of him? He's the guy who invented storytelling. Yeah. He's uh, you put him in a bag when he sleeps. If you put him in a bag when he sleeps, uh, but yeah, he had a comedy special by the name of "What I Should Have Said Was Nothing." Mm-hmm. A lot of people could learn. A few things from that title. Yes. I, uh, truly, there's a, a great power in thinking before you speak. Absolutely. And it's why I here, can't do here's comedy. The, here's the greatest thing, man. If yeah. you think, bef- there's, there's a huge power in thinking before you speak. In that if you think before you speak, not only do you give yourself an opportunity to truly understand what's happening, if you have the capacity to do so, but... 
If after thinking you choose to make a joke, it will be so much funnier if right. you thought about it for a second. Yeah, because you're not firing straight off the hip. Yeah. If I said the first joke I always thought of, I would offend pretty much everyone. <laughs> That's a little more telling on you than it is on other people, John. Oh, no. I'm My brain is bad. We're all my poisoned. very bad. We're all poisoned. Imagine the things I could have said about that porn app. Oh, man. If I wasn't so restrained. I didn't say them. I'm like uh, Rock Lee wearing my weighted ankle weights. Right? From Naruto. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Or Piccolo wearing his weighted clothing. From Naruto. (laughs) Enough bullshit, Henry. Right, yes, you have some major news to get to. Yes, I have some major, major news to get to. Of course, I brought up the bingo card earlier, and I was going to... uh... Oh, it's really interesting. I'm seeing this article saying that Hillary Clinton made remarks against a ceasefire. Anyway, a different thing. The Zeit... Bingo, 2023 bingo card. We have a little under two months left to be the ultimate winner and get the dinner. That's right. The prize of it all is that the winner gets dinner bought for them by the other. If they win. If no one wins, then no one gets dinner. Big day, Henry. Sam Bankman Freed. Oh. found guilty on oh. Thursday for his role in the collapse of crypto exchange FTX. Oh facing my 115 years in prison, a jury deliberation of less than five hours, which is extremely fast. Oh my gosh. And a very funny court proceeding with a number of uh, <laughs> varyingly talented uh, courtroom artists SBF is guilty and that is a square checked off my bingo card way review the tape review the tape hold on what 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 review the tape what are you saying right now to me I'm saying I'm checking a box off my bingo card we need the judge to come in to, to verify what you're saying is true I'm trying to access the Google Drive in which our bingo cards are locked in perpetuity. Uh-huh. Uh, it's going to take me a minute. Wait, did you not think SBF found guilty was on mine? I just don't remember. My, I don't know if you know this, John. I had COVID. My memory is gone. So oh, you this could is the tell one me, I've been looking forward to. You could tell me anything is on your bingo card, and I could believe you. Uh, here we go. 2020 bingo. This is a blank. I don't have your bingo card. I don't know what I'm trying to do. I believe you. Okay. SBF found guilty. Now, of course, this is a big square for me. Oh shit. How it, it's a square I've been looking forward to, but I am in a difficult crossroads because my two clearest paths. Well, 
Okay, I've got a couple paths to victory. We know Elon Musk will bankrupt Twitter before the year is out. We know that will happen. And and it's a free space, so it's already a given. You don't even have to wait for it to happen. Okay, so I've got two things. I've got a couple roads to victory. You're going to get a bingo? If Henry Kissinger dies, which he had a mysterious accident a few days earlier and was sent to the hospital... Or, and we get an email from a more popular podcast, I will win bingo. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me check the, let me check the, the zero credits Gmail right now. Now, alternatively, oh, wait, hold on. If Elon Musk bankrupts Twitter is a free space, I only need Antichrist Ascendant <laughs> to win on the horizontal. Wow. Okay, no, yeah. no, so far, no, uh, no bigger podcasts reaching out. So that can't cross that one out yet. Um, I actually found out that I can maybe cross another one off. What's Sony that? did announce a streaming service for the PlayStation. What's it called? Hold on, Sony streaming. Service. I fucking hate DuckDuckGo. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh my God. I look up Sony streaming service. It's like, do you want one of these pages from Bing? It's called Bravia. A huge number of movies are waiting for you with Bravia XR technology, pure stream and IMAX enhance. Everything you watch is delivered with stunning visuals and expressive sound quality. Bravia Core comes with movie credits included so you can immediately watch some of the latest releases and popular classics including 4K HDR and IMAX enhanced movies. Redeem 5, 10, or 15 movies. So it's a streaming service. It's credits based, but I think it counts. I think I think it counts too, John. I think it does count too. Um, and I'm gonna say you should probably give me that one because the only way I win with that one is if a famous person dies in a maze or labyrinth. Vladimir Putin dies, and Blue Chew sponsors the podcast. Yeah, so take so take that one. Yeah, um, Sony but, streaming service. I mean, as long as we're updating our bingo cards, John. Uh huh. I've got I've got one to cross off. Hmm. Uh. One of our, one of my Zero Credits podcast development squares is uh, guest interviews of inter- interesting people. Okay, John, so we can maybe look forward to that one being maybe nope. crossed out in the future. Nope, we can already cross it off, John. We interviewed Flying Raccoon Suit on this very podcast. What the fuck? It's already over. Buddy. Oh my god. Which brings me one step closer to Wabingo. Okay, what, what's your nearest vector to victory? I just need two squares. Okay, I also need two squares. Ooh, yeah. it's, it's what, so what two close. squares do you need? More streamlined segments. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on zero credits. Uh-huh. In does does research, that just mean one episode with more streamlined segments? It's not defined. Okay. And research topics every episode, which if you review the tapes, I have uh-huh. I, 
I have met every episode with through great sheer force of will and a lot of personal effort on my part. Uh huh. Uh huh. So that one I cannot cross off until the last episode of the year because it says every episode. But I'm gonna cross that one off. Damn it! No, no, you're gonna cross it off at the end of the year, but not yet. Not yet. I will though. Uh, and then, and then uh, we, I guess we'll need a third party to decide what more streamlined segments means <laughs> and if I can cross that one off or not. But those are my two. If Henry Kissinger dies, I really need to get on this email from a more popular podcast thing. Yeah. Um, honestly, knock just that one out tonight. Start, start reaching out to podcasts, see if they respond. Oh, no, I already have a whole plan. I'm going to... Uh, find a medium popular podcast and start a harassment campaign against them until they are forced to respond because that is technically an right. email from a more popular podcast. A cease and desist counts as an email. I want to be clear though. We, we brushed over this like it's a fucking joke. If the antichrist is ascendant in the next two months, that's game. It's true that you just I need that only one. have yeah. Antichrist ascendant. It if that happens, it's game. Now, of course, I do have to say, and this is pretty. This is going to be clear. It has to be clear that it is literally the Antichrist. Like, there's no room for interpretation. Yeah, if somebody's gonna, if somebody is going to win this, it has to be clear cut, hundred percent, no disputes, right? Yeah, people have been sending me news articles of, like, people I don't like, like, getting the W or whatever. I'm like, I appreciate that. It literally, the Antichrist has to be mentioned by name. It has to be unequivocal. And they have to be ascendant. There's no room for interpretation here. Exactly. Anyway, Phoebe Bridgers announced for House of the Dragon, probably happening anytime soon. And Ricky Gervais. Yeah. You're going to die. <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> no, surprised. That's a joke, of course. I, I think I think the lesson I'm going to take at the end of this year, when a lot of these squares are left uncrossed, is that uh, I have a more pessimistic view of life than the world is willing to and to to do um i'm still holding out for trump has put the trial rights and sue he has but been put the trial yes no riots have ensued riots have not ensued yet it seems like joining nato is a really long process so i should not have said five plus countries join nato Uh uh-huh and uh, I don't know, maybe a Christmas miracle. The Russian invasion comes to an anticlimactic but much needed end. Uh, oh, that's know. one on mine as well. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, maybe it's a good thing that Kanye somehow has not redeemed himself in the public eye. You know, maybe. Oh, that, Kanye's that, redeemed himself in the public eye. What? What did he no, do? No, he hasn't. He okay, hasn't. okay, thank you. He got a blowjob on a boat. Is that, is that anything? <laughs> I was literally about to ask if that's anything. Is that anything? Uh, I don't. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Unfortunately, but I. I 
honestly, I'm happy we, we, we're we doing this bingo thing because look, look at how many times we got to go back to the well. Of course. And uh, I looked up Kanye West news and I got to let you know, Bianca Sensori reportedly infuriated by Kim Kardashian. I don't How do we unpack this? I have no idea who Bianca Sensori is, and I don't care to find out. Yeah. Um, I don't want to unpack this at all. I don't know. I So maybe my, my predictions were way the fuck off. Uh, nobody has died on my column yet. Uh, I've only got Bob Barker, and that one's sad. So. R.I.P. Yeah. Matthew Perry was not on my bingo card for sure. R.I.P. as well. Sad. And Clint Eastwood, anyway. King Charles, Norman Lear, Ezra Miller, and Tom Brady are still alive and kicking. So, I listen. I was three. They were old men. Jimmy Carter, Henry Kissinger, Bob Barker got lucky with Bob. Rest in peace. Uh, Ricky Gervais and Vladimir Putin are tough ones, tough nuts to crack, but we'll get them. What's crazy are, are the stories that are happening that were nowhere near my bingo card, like Lizzo getting kind of canceled for being kind of fat phobic for her backup dancers nowhere near my bingo card yeah that was on my first draft but got taken out you know you're gonna kick yourself later because that could have led you to that sweet sweet juicy bingo that sweet juicy dinner that we've promised that's right the winner once again of the 2023 zeitgeist zero credits bingo tournament will of course be bought a sumptuous dinner by the losing party once again dinner is on the loser i agree to these terms because i think you're gonna win and i just want like spend the time with you wow no you don't take me to dinner it's like a you you pay but then you have to leave the restaurant i don't you like leave your card anymore. with me i don't like to wait i have another i have another two spot bingo what yeah diagonally it was so sneaky not even i saw it Oh my god, the secret direction of Harry Potter in the fireplace. Yes. (laughs) I just need King Charles to die, and for healthcare Mm. to become a major issue, but no laws are passed. (laughs) Well, I mean, that one's perennial. I know, I don't feel good about it. I thought there was going to be, like, another... I I, I guess part of me thought it was going to be a goddamn election year, (laughs) which... (laughs) <laughs> I would have known it's not because or you thought maybe people would somehow be more incensed about everything that's going on and maybe universal healthcare would actually be an issue. Yeah. Again, but leftism left the left no. the left is dead. It is true. So I'm going to put all my bets on this podcast. I'm going to keep researching a topic every episode. And I'm going to streamline the rest of the segments. Of <laughs> and course. And then you will be buying me dinner and you will be forced mm. to come with me and spend time. We will see who will enjoy the succulent dinner. And of course, quote, people who are calling for a ceasefire now do not understand Hamas. That is not possible, Clinton said last week. Anyway, uh, cool. Very normal, just very cruel things being said by some of the most powerful people in our country about how we shouldn't end violence. It's cool. I, uh, um, you, you gotta love it. You gotta love when people don't want to end the violence. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess when there's a pattern of not wanting to end violence, maybe you shouldn't be 
So surprise, Sam Bankman-Fried facing 115 years in prison. I think this shows there aren't, to me, many cases in the United States that so perfectly exemplify what we're about as a country. And I do think the trial of Sam Bankman-Fried does that. And it tells you unequivocally that if you try to defraud people who are rich, you're fucked. Yeah, it's over for you. If you defraud people who are poor, uh, you will be lauded, doted upon, reach the highest echelons of power in the public or private sector, uh, and you will be beyond reproach for the rest of your years. But if you fuck over... Here's the thing. If you fuck over rich people and you're too stupid to be able to blackmail them, you will be sold up the river in an instant. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, it, they, they say like, oh, if you're famous, you know, you can get off with, uh, you know, some crimes. You get off with a lighter sentence. If you defraud investors, if you take money out of people's pockets and you are guilty... It's basically you will never see the outside of a cell again. Yeah. And it's very crucial that we define our terms here because when we say investor, we mean the kind of late stage casino capitalism investor that has the kind of liquid funds to just buy coins or stock or ad placement for a company. Not retail investors, not people who are... Uh, technically invested in the success of your company by owning, uh, let's say, real assets in the form of equity on a home that you mortgaged. Uh, Not those people, but the kind of people who can buy your stock. If you fuck those people over, oh boy, it's over for you. And it's it's not to say that you, they shouldn't be punished in some regard. They should absolutely be punished but it's the fact that they will absolutely be punished to the fullest extent of their wrongdoing. It's just over for them. Yeah. Maybe there should be some more punishment going around, but Hey, who am I to judge? This guy fucked over Tom Brady and the Seinfeld guy. So he will rot in prison. Also for what it's worth, I am glad that he was found guilty because I find the, uh, eccentric, unkempt tech genius thing just so grating it's yeah honestly i don't like that it's limited to tech i want to be an unkempt genius of just being a little guy and the fact that i'm not in tech stops me from just being a little guy who's unkempt but a genius it's really unfair because as someone who works in tech you're actually pretty you're, you're expected to have, like, I mean, all jobs, you're expected to wear a certain mask. Lacan, we are the mask. Uh, and in tech, like, you're expe- like if, if you dress working in tech like you work in finance, you will be cast into the out group. You need to wear hoodies and Nikes and jeans, and you need to seem put upon and smart and nerdy, and everything's a mask. And Sam Bankman-Fried was like the, the height of this very annoying kind of tech bro mask. And I hope it never comes back. I hope it dies with him in prison. Not that he'll die in prison. He'll get like 15, but 
We'll see. He'll get 15? What does that mean? Like 15 years. He was sentenced to 115. He faces up to 115 years in prison. What his actual sentencing will be? The judge hasn't sentenced him yet. Okay. It's not like he's going to be sent away without the possibility of parole. Yeah, yeah. and it was a white-colored crime, so he's not going to, like, you know, he's not going to prison. He's going to prison. Yeah. Here's the thing. We're using this to punish someone, not as population control for the poor. Yeah, he's not going to, like, Angola, Louisiana. One of the worst prisons in the nation. He's going to like, you know, I don't know, Sheltered Pines prison. We're not putting him away, you know, to control the population of the poor and get slave labor. We're just punishing him. Yeah, we're just rehabilitating him. He defrauded investors. No, 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 Henry. We don't believe in rehabilitation in the United States. This is punishment. The just punishment of God, as Alexander Dumas in Le Miserable so keenly pointed out, uh, the French sewer system is bad. Oh, yeah, that was the main takeaway of the novel, yeah. There was a lot of it in there. Have you read the unabridged part? Crazy. It was, yeah. I haven't, I won't lie, because that is punishable. Um, but I, I, wait, was do no Dumas was man in the iron mask, right? Victor Hugo and the three musketeers, Victor Hugo, Victor Hugo, Mr. Lim is Rob couldn't live with that goof. You would have gone straight to rich people jail. <laughs> also, Alexander Dumas, cool guy, Victor Hugo, nutbag. Uh, Victor Hugo wrote Hunchback and Notre Dame, so get your facts straight. Did he also write Les Miserables? Yeah, he, mo- he wrote more than one thing, John. I've never read The Hunchback. Oh, boy, are you in... I've never read any French, sorry. You've never read any French author? Name a French author, and I'll tell you if I've read them. Uh, Camus. No. Dumas. No. Ugo. You having fun yet? No. Montserrat. Never even heard of him. Never. Derrida. He's French? I don't know. His first name is Jacques, motherfucker. <laughs> I, what? How do you spell Derrida? It's like derriere, but with da at the end. Uh, I tried to spell Derrida, and I got... Did you mean diarrhea? And I'm pretty sure. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Jacques Diarrhea. Uh, So I have read. He's actually Algerian. He's Algerian. He's Algerian French. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Algerian born French philosopher says his about thing on Google. I have read Derrida. I am wrong. There you go. You've read a Frenchman. I've read a Frenchman. Plus the guy who wrote the um, social contract. Social contract was racking his brain. <laughs> oh no! Who fu- who wrote the fucking social contract? Uh, Jean Jacques Rousseau. Rousseau. Yeah. I was thinking Thomas Paine, who wrote Common Sense. Uh, fun thing about the social contract: it is one of my favorite things I've ever read because if more people had read it, they'd be really angry right about now. Yeah, I think social contract is. Uh, 
Kind of the bummer about the social contract is sometimes libertarians use it to shore up their arguments. That's and they the also, wrong. The, no, absolutely the only... it is. Absolutely yeah, it okay. is. Okay. Uh, it, it's also a shame that, uh, I mean, Thomas Paine's Common Sense was written entirely to uh, fire people up to get out from under the yoke of the English. Uh, and one of my... One of my favorite things, I think, about uh, Thomas Paine's Common Sense is I think the very ending of it has a noted font change. Interesting. Because uh, the 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 grand point, I believe, that he gets to at the end, it's been a while since I did political science, but is the phrase, tis time to part. Uh, and the rest of it is written in uh, whatever font is in whatever book you're reading. And then when it changes to "tis time to part," it's this like big blocky, all caps Roman font, romanticized font, and it's cool. I don't know. Apparently, the original pamphlets did that too. I love a font change. It's not often done, and it's uh, more often than not uh, advised against. Common Sense, the original House of Leaves. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> the, the original House of Leaves was Common Sense because it changed a font once. <laughs> well, we all have to start somewhere, that's for sure. Man, this podcast flew by. Yeah, it's crazy to think we're already at the end. A month away and... We just dove right in. And I did it in, and in only a month. The greatest day of the year. Best worst? No, Henry, in a month's time, let me give you a little hint, Mr. Scrooge. Ding, ding, ding-a-ling, ding, ding, ding-a-ling. Ding, ding, ding-a-ling, ding, ding, ding-a-ling. Oh, is that the, ding, that's ding, the chimes of the best worst? <laughs> it like... is the chimes of the best worst. Is that what you're alluding to, or you're alluding to like the the, the holiday, the holiday, best worst day, <laughs> best worst day, of course, with the best worst sleigh, ding ling ding ling, and of course the ding 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 ling is the sleigh, the the best the best worst sleigh, driven of course by South Pole Santa Claus, South Pole Santa Claus, uh, brought to you by South Pole Santa. Claus. Brought to you by South Pole Santa Claus and Exxon Mobile. <laughs> uh, wait, were you, were you saying like the holidays? Is that what you're saying? Beautiful Christmas time. Okay. I'll that, be, let me level with you. Is Henry. that big for you? Uh, less big now, um, <laughs> but I've been very sick. And I took, I took one of the big boy Mucinexes. Oh, and no. I'm very excited about Christmas now. Wait. Isn't it? What? <laughs> because you took Mucinex, you're now excited about Christmas? Is that the line yeah. of thought? Yeah, think about it. I, Stockings. Crackling, okay. crackling, crackling hearths. What? Gifts. Okay. Wrapped what? under the tree with care. What does this have to do with Mucinex? In a month, he'll be here. 
the spreading joy Scott. and Christmas. The big snot. The big snot. Oh my! I am. I don't know what's happening. Christmas. Oh, and the other holidays. Why does that have to do any? What was the Musinex part about? I was telling you I'm excited about Christmas. All right. Well, Christmas is great. Also look forward to a best worst at the end of the year. <coughs> best worst. End of the year. Oh, we God. Tell this you. year. Oh, this is going to be hard this year. Because it was all so good? No, because I had COVID and I can't remember anything anymore. Yeah, I don't know what it would be like to have COVID. Didn't you have it? Yeah, probably twice. Yeah. Maybe three times. Crazy that you didn't get any of the memory stuff I got. Yeah. I just, you know, I'm just kind of built different. You're just kind of built different. I just want to wish a happy three-year anniversary to the press conference that Rudy Giuliani held in front of a Four Seasons gardening place. I gotta tell you, I think maybe that place was torn down. That was like, oh, I wanted no. to they do should've... like a pilgrimage to they that place. Yeah, that, that place should have gotten fast-tracked for the historical society to be protected. I Delivering, oh my god, what a beautiful, succulent time in history. I'm just staring that, at the that photo place should have. That place should have been memorialized forever. What's crazy is like we remember like, oh, this is the stump where Abraham Lincoln ended that beautiful Gettysburg address by saying, and shall not be forgot or whatever, shall not vanish from the earth. Uh, And yet a moment that is even more important in our history, booking four seasons total landscaping rather than the actual four seasons so good. I mean, you can't. You can't even. You, you can't write better than that. You can't. It's impossible. It was truly, truly amazing. Yep, absolutely. But I think with that, John, it's time to bring this episode to a close, so you can get some bed rest. That's right. I need to rest. Even though, will I work tomorrow? I don't know. Three they, sick days seems excessive. Uh, well, three is the uh, the max. <laughs> oh, well, then I better take the max. And if you want to take the max, take uh, it to the max. You, you got to throw it to me, buddy. Throw it to you. You're editing. What the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> Do you, you know what he's edit. talking about? You have what to the edit. fuck is he going on about? <laughs> Holy shit. I think I Henry's edited last it. week. I think Henry's fucking lost it. And if you've lost it. Insane. And if you want to take <laughs> no, it to the absolute no, max. Wait, what? No. And if you want to take it to the max. If you want to take it to the max. What's happening? If you want to take it. If you want to take it to the max, Henry will tell you how to take it to the max. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, if you want to take it to the max, here's how you can do so. Reach out to us on the failing Elon Musk X Twitter.com at handle username ZCPCWHJ on Twitter.com. And I believe my good friend John knows what that acronym stands for. I think Henry's got encephalitis. 
think Henry's brain swelled inside of his skull and now he's gone bananas. He thinks he's doing the social media reads. Encephalitis is inflammation of the brain. Myelitis refers to inflammation of the spinal cord. When both the brain and the spinal cord are involved, the condition is called encephalomyelitis. Guys, <laughs> I think Henry has encephalomyelitis. And if you want to write cord and brain inflamed. <laughs> you want to give us a list of your symptoms, you can do so by giving us an email. Don't put that public information out there. That's against HEPA. But email us too. Zero credits is a podcast at gmail.com, and we will respond to you within three to five business days. We are on every podcast service imaginable. Uh, Apple Podcast is one of them. I'm not, I'm not going to list them all. Wherever you find, wherever you found this podcast, that's the one we love the best. So keep doing that. And if you can leave us a rating or review, on apple podcast or if your podcast of choice allows you to leave reviews leave reviews there that we would just we appreciate people talking good words about the words we say words on words on words that's what i'm all about big old breath but the most important thing you can do is tell somebody else about this podcast. Somebody you admire, somebody you just met. It doesn't matter how much you know them. It doesn't matter what they're into. We talk about it all. Everything under the sun. We're trying to capture everything happening currently as it happens to determine where we are in the world today. And where we are today is within your mouth. That's right, because you're going to use your mouth to tell other people about our shell. Word of the mouth is the only way we can survive. Uh, I started doing a weird deep dive into how Covenant Eyes works. And apparently this is like a Duggars thing. You know the Duggars? Oh, no. Definitely don't sign up for that. Oh, I don't like I that don't, whole I don't family. Know if, I don't know if the Duggars done did it, but the Duggars are attached. Oh, no, 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 no. They're, they're the ones who do the, the weird... I mean, one of them's like on the hook for uh, child stuff, right? Yeah, no, it's not good. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's not. definitely do not go anywhere near Covenant Eyes, apparently, because Jesus Christ... Yeah, don't go anywhere near Covenant Eyes. And also, I could never use Covenant Eyes because the porn that I look at is medical. And from everyone here at the Zero Credits studio, (laughs) is there usually something there? Do we usually, is there like a turn there? We, We usually stick in like a term. It changes every week. Um, it could be anything from a gag from the episode to just like what what you're feeling at the moment. Um, but yeah, there's usually something there. Guys, I think Henry's gone insane. He thinks the podcast is over. From everyone here at the Zero Credits Encephalitis Henry Studios, uh, we want to wish you a happy week. Goodbye. Goodbye.